Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Owen, if you jump in the water right now, I'll give... Okay, give it to me. I didn't even say what I was going to give... Sweet world, welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. The clock has just flipped over to early Wednesday morning here, July 21st. Congratulations are in store to the Milwaukee Bucks, your 2021 NBA champions, and congratulations to Tass and Lee's travel plans. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling <laughs> with the homie Tass Mellis. What's up, Tass? What's going on, everybody? Yasura Yanni. My travel plans are Yanni has invited me to uh, hang out with his family in the Bucks, so mm. gotta go. Awesome. We've got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery. Very mysterious tonight if you're joining us here on the stream team. Look at this mood lighting. He's taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, Lily, are you going to be whispering all night throughout this? I want some energy. The Bucks just won the title, man. Uh, I'll have the energy. Don't worry about that. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, finally, go. making the magic happen here. Late, late, late. It's JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. The numbers. Oh, the numbers we're doing live after game six of the NBA Finals with the Bucks winning the title. Smash that like button, especially if you're new here. That'd help us out. Leave a comment below the video. Help us defeat the algorithm. Algae rhythm. That's who we're trying we're to take down. We're taking it down. down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. That's the most important thing. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't already. Keep sending in your questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin' podcast. Because now the basketball has ended, we got a whole lot of shows to still do. We got to get creative, so we need those beach stepping podcasts. So send in your questions, no dunks at theathletic.com. And send in your questions throughout the stream team tonight, too. We'll probably talk to a lot of you guys through that and answer some of them live right now. And finally, big news go grab your no dunks merch over at nodunks.com. I promised you a special limited edition t shirt dropping as soon as the finals ended to celebrate. An iconic no-dunk season. 58 wedges was the record-breaking season. We didn't get one task, unfortunately, here in the finals. Came close a couple times, I'll say, tonight. Didn't yeah, get Some it. brickage. Okay. Some brickage happening this evening. <laughs> yes, there were some yes. close ones. But, guys, this finals wedgie t-shirt, you got 24 hours to grab this. So all you people in the stream team right now, you're getting a head start on all those other people that are just listening to the podcast later on Wednesday morning or later afternoon on Wednesday. So go get it. 24 hours to grab our finals wedgie shirt there. Uh, I think this came out pretty damn nice if I do say so myself. Oh, baby. So if no you're dunks. consuming com. this only with your ears, you are missing out on seeing this beautiful font. This one's for all the typography heads out there. Am I right, <laughs> Skeets? Look at that gorgeous 
finals-esque font, you would have to say. Yes, I would say that. Oh. Uh, definitely inspired oh. by that. And we got the little L-O-B wedged in there. So go grab that over at nodunks.com. Look how many curves on that cursive font. It's so curvy. <laughs> so Jeez. curvy, Tassie. I know you like it curvy. All right, let's get to the game here. And, uh, you know, obviously the, uh, the narrative... Uh, behind Giannis in this huge monster game and him winning his first title at the age of 26. Bucks 50-year wait. It ends with the title here. Behind 50. 50 points from Giannis in the closeout victory. Uh, there's, there's a ton to talk about from this game and this series and this season for the Bucks in the last eight years, really, for Middleton and Giannis. I thought that was a cool moment after them sharing the hug there, talking to Malika. But where do you want to start with the game, Tass? Well, the 50 to close it out, and it wasn't just a, hey, I'm going to run you over Yanni's kind of 50. Chris was having a poor game. Drew was having a poor game. So Yanni's was just shooting from everywhere he felt like it. He he starts hitting those shots from the elbow and starts taking over from there. Good night. Uh, Yeah, just a, a ridiculous performance on a night that started slow. A lot of misses, obviously, by both teams, but him carrying his team to the promised land. And I think the the post-game interview just kind of exemplifies the type of guy that teammates want to run through a brick wall for because he is so selfless. First question about him. Hey, Yanis, how does it feel? You've been here for so long. And he doesn't want to answer. He doesn't want to talk about himself. He just says, yes, it's been a, it's been a long time, blah, blah, blah. Next question about Chris Middleton. You've been here eight years together. We f- he did it, Chris. We fucking did it. He was pumped. He was way more pumped to talk about somebody else. Yeah. Next question. Hey, Kosa Atetokubo has a ring. Now you and Thanasis have a ring. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I mean, he, that is the type of guy he is. So selfless. And when he wins the title, directly goes to his mom and his bro and his girlfriend. And then calls his bro on FaceTime gonna you know haven't confirmed that it was his bro but very likely his bro Thanasis who yeah under COVID protocol and he was he was the 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 whole interview is going on the trophy presentation is happening and he is in the face of his brother on FaceTime like getting like speaking with his Greek uh, you know uh, the 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 demonstrative uh, everything going going into that conversation. You better get here, man. I don't give a crap about the COVID protocols. Was what I was getting from. So that was that's the type of bro that uh, yeah that everybody wants to fight for. And uh, you know he's been fighting for his family for for such a long time. So yeah, it just feels uh, feels good for him and the fam, obviously. And it was uh, yeah everything everything just. Slid off his shoulders there when he went and went, uh, you know, all fours. Went a little cat cow on the baseline there. And then he sat front row and just chilled with the towel on his face. You know, he was just kind of ignoring it. Just just taking a moment for himself. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah, 50 points. Played 42 minutes. 16 of 25 from the floor. Hit a three, Lily. And 17 of 19 at the line to go with 14 boards. Two assists. Five blocks. I'm not done. Uh... But the 17 and 19 at the line, I mean, the guy's been unstoppable for the last couple of years. The one thing you can hold against him, of course, like, okay, what are you doing taking threes? You can't hit threes. Okay, fine. But the other thing is, what's going on at the free throw line? I guess we'll just hack you and put you there and make you earn them because you'll miss more than half. 
and he goes 17 and 19. That's pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, if you let's say he goes 40% from the free throw line, they might lose this game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's just how important it was for him. And he went on that streak and he just looked so confident there, shooting the ball with such incredible uh, deliberateness. Deliberateness? No, I don't think that's a word. But he didn't look any at all like he didn't want to be there. And I think that's just so important. And, and I think that grew throughout the series. He knew in his entire playoffs from back to the Miami series when he got that 10-second violation from then on, any time on the road, he was getting that count to 10. And he had some bad nights, but as the playoffs got better and as the finals got better, he just got more and more confident. So I'm so happy for him because he never, ever shied away from potentially having to go to the free throw line. And then it was it was a dagger every time. I mean, Mike Breen on the call there, he's just saying this is a, a phenomenal performance here at the free throw line because it was just so important to the final result. But doing that on one end and then getting those block shots on the other end, I think as well, that was just... Uh, it was just so crushing to Phoenix because every sort of time there was an impact play, it was him, whether it was on the offensive end or the defensive end. I mean, one of the most convincing game six performances, closeout game performances I have ever seen from a player uh, to dominate like that. And uh, he gets the trophy and he gets the MVP as he, I mean, obviously no one else was even going to get close to it there. But uh, this is one to remember for sure, because I remember he was questionable for game one and two. Questionable. He comes out there, he plays, he plays great. His team stunk. They didn't look like they were in a good position. Game three was a must win. And now they go out and close it in six. And uh, yeah, this is just one of the performances that deserves to be held in the highest regard because he was incredible. No one else had anything going offensively. Bobby Portis was probably their second best offensive player tonight. Sure. You know, yeah. he hit some threes. Yeah. Mike Mike Breen had the biggest bang of his life ready to go if Bobby hit that corner <laughs> three to put him up 11. Unfortunately, <laughs> the biggest bang of his life. Uh, it, well, you, could, you could feel it. You could oh, feel yeah. it there. But then, you know, and Bobby got that ridiculous technical foul. So, you know, it wasn't, the game was not sort of over. It was still tight enough here that Phoenix still had a chance. But Giannis hitting those mid-rangers, and then the free throws, uh, I was just so happy for him. I was so happy for him and, and for the Bucks. I think uh, they deserve it. Budenholzer, I mean, considering what he's copped on social media and considering he was probably going to get fired if they, you know, make, make, making the finals was probably enough for him, but yeah. anything less than that, and he was gone, and he was happy too. So uh, congratulations to everyone there in Milwaukee. Uh, fully deserved victory. Trey, uh, what did you think of Giannis's performance? I mean, we had the WhatsApp chat going like, is this the greatest closeout game in a finals game we've ever seen in history i mean we were thinking of like okay jordan had 45 in 98 versus the jazz that's pretty damn good uh we looked it up bob pettit had a 50 in a game game for bob big game bob yeah Yeah, uh but yeah this i mean it's I, i think that's it i think that's the list so Giannis going from 50 and 14, uh, you know, it's him and Bob now, I guess, unless we're him forgetting and Bob. somebody in what a, a closeout game in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Giannis was just relentless, right? Just was everywhere at all times, anytime the Bucks needed him. I, For me, one play that's going to always stick out was it's some sort of busted play. Giannis gets the ball on the right block. He just turns and dunks like a lefty over three Phoenix Suns, looking like the biggest dude who has ever played basketball. It does not matter who was getting in his way, and there was nobody who could get in his way. It was like midway, it felt like it was midway through the third quarter that he, uh, that they put up the graphic that Giannis was the first guy since 1974 with 40, 10, and 5 blocks, and he continued to produce from there. Yeah. The, Jumper was there. The free throws were obviously there. He hit a little hook shot, 
We were saying, you know, uh, Shaq used to say, I make them when I need to. Giannis needed to make the free throws tonight. Like Leah's saying, you had to hit the free throws when you're going to the line that many times, and it's a game that's going to obviously be tough to play because everybody's got a little bit of nerves, but Giannis got through the nerves so quickly, and he just kept going through it and going through it, and that's kind of been the story of his career is just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep trying harder than anybody else out there, and suddenly it has ended in a title after 50 years for Milwaukee. Just Amazing stuff. Uh, a legendary performance. Yeah, it's crazy. Lee, you called this one too. You said game six. It's probably going to be like a game seven where it's a dog fight and it may not be pretty. And holy crap, did it start like that? It got a little bit better. They loosened up a bit and the offense started to flow a little bit more. But they also were just playing their asses off defensively. Like there was nothing easy. Like you said, Giannis was like Patrick Ewing back in, uh, you know, NCAA days. Like just like, I don't care. I'll just block it or goaltend it. I'll be in their heads. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but yeah, it was it was super tight. Like this, they just won this game. The Bucks did, hitting six three pointers in 2021. Well, the Suns only hit six two. I mean, no one could really hit a three pointer. The Suns got a little bit more up than they had over the last couple of games. We talked about that. They got 25 three point attempts. Not a ton either, but they couldn't hit them. Six for 27 for Milwaukee though. But it was just it really was Giannis. You were left like there was a point where Breen said like you know brute strength from Giannis right and you were left wondering who is just going to be able to match the intensity on the Suns to what Giannis is bringing right now and and they they were in it they put up a fight like don't get me wrong unbelievable season for Monty Williams and the Suns but just like he was really it was like the super cliche like that guy appears to want it a little bit more than everybody else and it's sort of true yeah, well, DeAndre Ayton was really outplayed. He got into a bit of foul trouble as well there. He couldn't really sort of stop Giannis, and they went to Crowder there to try to just body him, a bit more physical, a bit older, a bit more, you know, a bit more experienced. But, um, and he, he did an okay job just trying to sort of get him, make him uncomfortable. But Giannis was just at that point in his flow to the point where he understood he has to be the guy who scores here for Milwaukee because, yeah, they, they uh, funnily enough, this was Milwaukee's best first quarter of the entire series. Mm-hmm. They got off to a great start, led by yeah. 13. But then in that, it was about eight minutes of that second quarter where Phoenix kind of reversed what happened in game five there. Yep. And Phoenix got in control. And it looked like, man, the Bucks just now all of a sudden, you know, that, that first quarter flow that they had has gone. A campaign was out there playing really well for Phoenix. And it was like, this is what the Suns need. You know, they, they withstood that first punch and now they seem to be in control of the game. But, you know, back into that second half and then, uh, and then it was. It was just a bit of an arm wrestle. There was a few guys who made an extra pass when they perhaps shouldn't have. You know, people didn't want to make a mistake, but sometimes you make a mistake when you sort of overthink what you're doing. And Pat Connaughton, I don't think he ended up scoring tonight, but he had a couple of those important uh, rebounds that he's done, but he couldn't shoot the ball. He couldn't score for them. Jeff T got a couple of minutes. I missed those. I don't remember him out there. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but, you know, look, uh, again, when it, when it comes to uh, Giannis, it was just like most of the night he took, I know he hit one three and I know he sort of hit one mid-ranger, but pretty much all of his damage was in the paint. And he was just like, if I'm in here, these guys are going to foul me or I'm going to score a little jump hook, whatever it is. And that, that's just the way to play. It's like, that's your advantage uh, for Milwaukee. And on the other end, Devin Booker, he struggled tonight. No, yeah. Zero for seven from downtown. Mm-hmm. And Drew Holiday, I think, gets a lot of credit. I think he was in his head as well. He got one of those steals. He got a foul too. But, you know, I think Booker knew that every time he had the ball, Drew Holiday was just dressed all over him, you know, and and, and Booker could never get himself going. So, uh, you know, Phoenix needed some of that offense and they didn't get it from him. Chris Paul, you know, he was fine tonight. He hit a couple of his mid-rangers, but never in that sort of, 
uh, rhythm where it's like, okay, Chris Paul's just getting whatever he wants now. So, you know, uh, it, was a, it was a great win here. A lot of character from Milwaukee to, uh, you know, to, to fight back when they had that lead, gave it up, and then uh, managed to hold on. And, uh, yeah, and you saw that Chris Middleton, that last basket that was pretty much the sealer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton looked exhausted to me. But Budenholzer was just like, this is what we're running. This is a mid-ranger for Middleton. Let's get it. And Giannis was more than happy to hand it off. And that, that again, that, that sort of leadership from Giannis to be like, I'm great. I'm going to win the finals MVP, but this is your time, Chris. Go and get us a mid-ranger. And uh, it went in. And Chris just, it, he didn't get much lift on that. His legs weren't, uh, weren't there. Uh-uh. But <laughs> it doesn't matter now. It went in and that's all that counts. Yeah, it's tough for, uh, for Devin Booker coming off back-to-back 40-point games to be relied upon to... Do it again, man. You got to. This is they basically just were looking for to Booker to score again, again. I think when we look back at this series, we'll look at two guys who had back to back forty point nights on both teams. Giannis, you know, had it earlier in the series, and then Devin Booker. But no other man other than Michael Jordan has done more than two in a row. So it was. It's hard to expect mm-hmm. Booker to do it again. I mean, he was going to come back to earth a little bit, and the Suns' offense was just it was lacking from the get-go. Yeah, they, they gutted it out, and it, and it was a, an ugly game. But, uh, yeah, when you got Bobby Portis coming off the bench, um, they, they, they gave him the confidence to continue to shoot. Like, he clanked his first one, but on a night where Middleton and Holiday started slow, they just said, just keep shooting. And uh, I, uh, the second one goes in. And then he finishes, you know, with 16. The second one was against the zone, too, if I remember correctly, too, because the Suns went to the zone and Bobby splashed one in the corner there uh, early in the first quarter. Yeah, he was was amazing. Bobby Portis's smile is threatening to take over Bobby Portis's eyes as the trending topic on Twitter, man. (laughs) Bobby Portis was all over the place tonight, um, and he was huge. He was huge bringing the intensity, mixing it up with the Suns, um, bringing just a level of physicality, and then actually being able to score and produce and not just being out there to, you know, be a tough guy. Uh, Giannis is the story, but the Bucs got, like, little contributions from a ton of different guys. Like you're saying, Lee... Connaughton couldn't shoot the ball. He at least grabbed some rebounds. Brooke Lopez had a stretch where he was unstoppable for like three minutes, yeah. maybe. And it was at a time when you just needed some points to kind of respond to the Suns run that they were making. Middleton hit his shots when he needed to. Skeets, you mentioned in the chat, Drew Holiday was just ripping Devin Booker just a couple of times uh, to kind of end runs. There were tiny little plays that maybe they show up in the box score, but they're not points necessarily that end up being massive for the Bucks in such a close game. Yeah, what did you think about Aiton's game, Tass? Um, you know, four twelve overall from the floor. He he missed some sort of some some dinkers and dumpers there inside that I thought he actually had decent looks. They were you know you had talked about heading into it, get him involved, and they did. I, the one thing I did wasn't loving how they got him involved. It was like straight post ups uh, early in the game. They're like, all right, here you go. And go to work, and I didn't love that as much as, of course, I like him in, a, in in motion a little bit more and setting the pick and screaming to the rim and stuff like that. But you know, is this is this to be expected in a way? The guy's super young, and he played incredible all postseason long, and and sure had some duds against a a monster team in the Bucks. Um, but anyway, what'd you think of him and and the supporting cast for Chris Paul and Booker from Phoenix in this one? 
Yeah, I just didn't think uh, the hierarchy on that team was quite set up properly. Like, I, I, I know Chris Paul got his in the end again, uh, but I, the balance of who was taking the shots at the beginning of the game and where we were going, and, and it just didn't feel like Phoenix Suns basketball. Uh, I know it got kind of got better in the second quarter, uh, but uh, it, it didn't feel like Chris Paul was making the right plays to start the game and the right passes and, and the right... Uh, reads they weren't passing the ball enough in the first quarter uh, and yeah it, it's it's to be expected that Aiton also got into foul trouble and uh, was a little reluctant I, th- I think it's clear you know everybody says when the the first round starts the bright lights come on uh, but there's a huge difference between not only the first round second round third round but when you get deeper into these finals games, uh, that's when the pressure really starts. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just didn't know where their offense was coming from. Their offense just kind of stopped these last couple of games. So uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, the, after Aiton got into foul trouble for the first time in the series, the series kind of went south a, a little bit. Um, but that's when the leaders step up. And I, and I or have to step up, I should say. And that's, I think, the difference, um, you know, with with the way the Bucks played and the way the Suns played. Like, Bobby Portis can ride the back of Giannis because Giannis was doing it all series long. And uh, I think Bobby Portis just shows, shoot your shot. He called Giannis Tetkumpo in the offseason and said, hey, can I come play with you? <laughs> now he's a freaking champ. Uh, and now he, he's a freaking he, champ. He's like a hero a for all hero. time in Milwaukee. It was yeah, like, it, yeah. it, it, like, I love that Brandon Jennings was in the building with the mm. classic Bucks and Six call, and it's like, you know, he he became a, a hero in Milwaukee because of just that, and now Bobby Portis will have this for the rest of his <laughs> life. He'll just takes over, uh, you know, takes the baton from him. He's like, you know, this is my town now, uh, yeah. as as like that weird sort of just cult hero that yeah. really contributed throughout the postseason too. It wasn't just one game. I mean, no. he showed up time and time again, but massive in this one threes and the baseline jumper and the the greatest troll job we've maybe ever seen like you know uh stopping chris paul from getting to scott foster yeah yeah. saving scott foster my god you need that kind of stuff you need fearless guys and bobby bobby and pj tucker who they acquired at the deadline yeah who uh, uh were were very very huge now uh i wonder like you mentioned uh, about the smile overtaking the eyes with Bobby Portis. What, the, what does the Milwaukee social team do in the offseason? Because mm. I think they got to do something with his eyes. Because when he didn't like a foul call, he did that high step oh all the God. way down the, the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. They let him run for a while, but they're like, yeah. not no. that far. You can't get all the way to the baseline. <laughs> and then he looked up at, uh, this was another play, but he looked up at the video board and was staring at the video board. He was, you know, wait till this video comes up. And when he looks at something i believe those eyes right. you know like i believe that video review is going to say whatever he wanted but you need a couple of those guys on your team and yeah bobby is that cult hero man bobby he's a one-name guy bobby hey, would it, it never was... worked if you were robert portis no. No. not as fun no. to chant hey it was the portis versus frank kaminsky show there for like a yeah. handful of minutes Big frank kaminsky because <laughs> when eight was in foul trouble and he came out, I think he stripped Giannis, uh, and then he got a couple of baskets, and I was like, oh, my God, Frankie, where have you been, buddy? But, uh, yeah, not enough. Not enough Frankie there. Bobby was just too much fun tonight. He was the real hot Bobby out there. <laughs> hot Bobby. There. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, like, I do love, I don't know if this will, like, continue, but I love a team that trades a bunch of draft picks for a player in Drew Holiday because they have an MVP-like guy. 
and they have some more talent around them, and they're really close, and they say, you know what? They just push all their chips in, you know? Okay, let's go for it. And I love when it actually pays off because you sort of want to see more of that, right, Lily? Like where, hey, yeah, I know you want to have picks and you don't want to like really screw yourself. And we've seen that backfire for some teams, but this one felt like a calculated move, a fair enough move for a really good player in Drew Holiday who somehow went 4-19 in this one and 4-20 in a game before and they won both of them, but so incredibly defensively and not yeah. afraid of the moment either, I think it's fair to say. It's very different from Bledsoe. And they yeah. just they said, okay, let's go for it. We got Giannis. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing we have to try. And it paid off for him. It's sort of cool. And, and they made that, that trade before Giannis signed the contract too, I believe. Right. Um, you know, so they were prepared then to be like, okay, you know, we have to we have to basically do this move regardless of whether or not Giannis signs. And so it worked out well for them in the end. But yeah, you may as well take that gamble because you weren't getting it done with Bledsoe. They gave Bledsoe the opportunity. They traded for him. You know, they gave him the big contract extension, but he went missing in the playoffs. And and Drew's offense wasn't super consistent in the no. playoffs, but his defense, I mean, Bledsoe, that was a problem. Bledsoe wasn't even really bringing it defensively for them. You know, and Bledsoe was, I think, an all-NBA all defensive uh, player a couple of times, maybe. Yeah, but second team. Drew, yeah, Drew Holiday actually was out there really contributing at both ends of the floor. Oops, sorry, fellas, I just got a little... Oh, there, there we go. go. Oh, there we <laughs> go. Hot up, little O. Maybe go and sit up into bed. This is what happens when you're all in the same hotel room trying to do a podcast. At what time is it there, Lee? Five or six in the morning? 6.30 in the morning, okay, yeah. Okay, so. yeah. Well, yeah. Time to get up, play, some with, well, play with some Lego. Yeah, it's bright <laughs> as anything outside, though. Look at this. Is it really? Wow, yeah. it's dark where you are. Oh, look at this oh, guy. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, okay, so you were keeping the curtains closed because you didn't want to yeah. wake the rest of yeah. the, uh, the family. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, okay, they were all sleeping, but uh, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's quite the lighting you've got going on there. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so anyway, what were you saying there before you were uh, uh, uh Well, just about, you know, look, Bledsoe, Bledsoe was given that chance. He could have been that player, but uh, continued playoff failures, and you could sort of see it, you know, like he, he really did fail at both ends, and Drew Holiday was an upgrade. It was still a gamble because of all those picks that they gave up. But it paid off, and it paid off because it was Game Five. That steal basically sold, stole, or sealed that game that he gave the oop to uh, Giannis, and then uh, and then again tonight he was fantastic. So yeah, you have to take the gamble. I mean, look, the Clippers have done the same thing by giving up a ton of assets to get to build a super team. The Lakers gave up a ton to get Anthony Davis. Yep. The Raptors didn't give up, relatively speaking, all that much to get Kawhi Leonard, and it paid off for them. So you know you, you can see teams sort of deciding that this is the way to go now. If you if you have a chance and it does cost you all these picks, but you do get the better players, go for it because mm-hmm. uh, it might be worth it. But you know <laughs> there's always going to be a couple of teams that don't win the yeah, championship. Yeah, it's not going to work out every single no. time, or <laughs> no. otherwise every single team would yeah. do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's going to be wins and there's going to be losses, but I'm still happy that it paid off for obviously the Milwaukee Bucks and their fans. I mean, Drew Holiday is, is one of those super nice guys. He's gone through a lot in his personal life as well. So to see him actually get there as well was uh, uh, just a great feeling. He was one of those guys that you really, really were cheering for to see him succeed because he'd been a good player in Philadelphia and they basically shipped him off because he was too good to the Pelicans. Had no real success apart from that one playoff series for, for New Orleans. But otherwise, he was just kind of lost there for, what, five, six, seven years now he goes to a team and he's an impactful player on a championship team and uh, really happy for him. 
A lot of honey buns on his chair when he goes back to his locker. That guy loves honey buns, as he told us once. Stacked honey buns. Uh, what else from this game, guys, that you wanted to address? Any random notes that you had written down or uh, you know, other key contribu- cont- contributions from other players? Uh, I would have loved, minute left, uh, there was that Devin Booker three, drew up a beautiful play, and Devin Booker missed that three. Yeah. But to get the ball in... It was nearly a five-second violation. Near, it was so, so close. It kind of would have been fitting if there was a five-second violation. Suns hang their heads. Yanis, like, pumps his fist, you know. Got your back, oh, NBA. I see where you you're know, going with like this. Like, if, yeah. if the game basically ended there, because that missed three, it almost kind of sealed it. Uh, you know, if he, if he had a little jokey joke, if this was the WWE, it would have been a... He would have he would have pulled off something. He would put up the the big five with that big hand. Um, but I, I like how the officiating was not a factor. This was not Scott Foster's fault. It wasn't. And if Scott Foster called Chris, gave Chris Paul an and one early in the fourth quarter. So, I, you know, I think a couple of the more crazy calls where he called Yanis Tetkupo was called for a backcourt travel where he kind of yeah. walked with the ball. You know, the old Russell Westbrook. You don't see that ever. And a Brook Lopez. Alley-oop was called offensive goaltending, offensive goaltending interference. You don't see that ever. Uh, so I'm glad the officials weren't part of this whatsoever. I think there was one, like, back-and-forth uh, possessions there where maybe Booker drove. Suns fans definitely thought there was contact. I think maybe it was yeah, actually PJ Giannis. Tucker. Or was it Tucker um, on that one? I can't remember. Yeah. Mm. You know, there was some contact, didn't get the whistle, and then the Bucks went down. And it was a nearly identical sort of looking play, and the whistle was called, and there was like, you know, Suns sure. fans were up in arms over that. But I'm with you, and Trey, would you agree? Like, the officials did not decide this game or this series for that matter. They, you know, as much fun as we had with the whole Chris Paul can never win a game when Scott Foster is out there. What, what did you think? Yeah, it wasn't Scott Foster. It wasn't Tony Brothers. They were pretty low key. I mean, Lewis? I thought. Ooh, was it Lewis? <laughs> Could have been Lewis. Uh, <laughs> but it was. Um, you know, except for those couple of calls it felt like in the fourth quarter where suddenly they were calling fouls after basically not for, I don't know, what, 44 minutes at that point. Yeah. Game was pretty physical. They were slapping each other around and they were letting things go. Uh, they made those couple of weird calls and that just kind of seemed out of the norm for the way the game was going. But in general, it's like Giannis shot a ton of free throws. But he was also trying to dunk everything in <laughs> yeah. sight and had the ball underneath the rim for the majority of the night. So either he's getting buckets or he's going to the line. I didn't think the refing was a problem. Those couple of calls certainly were strange. There were great moments uh, regarding the officials, like the Bobby Portis high step and the Bobby Portis save of Scott Foster. But the officiating on a whole wasn't an issue, I didn't think. Yeah, the only other little random notes I have here is, uh, I know we've said this before, Lee, anytime a team airballs a three-pointer, it ends up with your team. Oh, no. This should be a new game plan. Just airball threes. Don't try and hit them. Because yeah. I swear to God, 90 to 95% of the time, it ends up in your own player's hands, and then something good happens. There was one in the fourth quarter there where the Bucks airballed the three. I forget who it was. It may have been Drew Holiday or something like that on yeah, the wing. Yeah, I think it and, was... Uh, Oh, Pat Connaughton was it? Yeah, and sure enough, it lands with the Bucks, and then they ended up scoring on that one, uh, which is hilarious. Um, You know, the Sun, I mean, Giannis living at the line, but getting there rightfully and hitting them was huge. And I will say, the Suns were hitting ridiculously tough shots to stay in this game. Like, CP3 had a tough one. Booker had a crazy tough one that was defended so well. 
Two uh, pump fakes. Yeah, Crowder hit a crazy like little runner there. Uh, and so they were like just hitting enough, and it was like a two-possession game, and you're like, wow, they're in this. It feels like they've been completely outplayed in this game for the most part, but they're they're right there. Uh, and the Bucks obviously hit the shots when it mattered down the stretch and the free throws. But uh, yeah, some hell of, some, some amazing playmaking from Phoenix uh, to keep it a game, I thought. Yeah, Crowder hit that four-point play that as well. Was, that, uh, the third quarter, he hit another one too after yeah, missing one. Yeah. Kaminsky got the rebound and kicked it out, yeah. Yeah, but, and then he also had one that he missed late in that fourth. It could have, I think, made it maybe back to three-point game as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he actually ended up having a pretty decent line. Uh, hit, some, hit some big ones to keep him in it, but just couldn't quite get him over the line. But, you know, we saw the uh, money man out in Phoenix last time with $100. <laughs> we did. Did you see a guy in the crowd tonight had $5 bills? dollar bills. I'm like, uh, like, uh, I think that's actually genius to do it like that, right? You don't need to bring the hundreds because you know that guy can't afford to lose the hundreds. If this guy loses these fives, it's like, all right, he's down what fifty bucks. I mean, he's fine. But if the other guy with all the hundreds gets again, the Suns guy was never. In, he was he was never going to lose the hundreds. I don't know why you keep saying I, this. I mean lose as in like, you know, drops them or, or anything like that. Like, <laughs> Simple fumble. Yeah, I dollar mean, bills. That's, All right. that's the thing. You put them in your pocket. You know, you've always got your phone and your wallet and your keys. You pull them out, maybe a couple of hundreds fall on the ground, you know. So, yeah, but the $5 guy, he's, yeah, yeah. why not? So yeah. you'd be okay if he drops a couple. It's yeah, big if, you deal. Drop, if you drop if you drop five of those, you're only down 25 bucks. Right? <laughs> Good math. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other random observations from this game, Lily? What'd you think of the Deer District? 65,000, honestly, legit looked like it. You know, oh, you hear those numbers, yes, you're like, yeah, right. That yeah. may have been 65,000 people. That was a lot yeah. of people, and you had... Jeff Van Gundy making the uh, he made a COVID joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> Fauci. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what else you got from this one? Uh, I know. I mean, nothing else really that, that that stood out. I mean, it was just it was one of those games where it, like it started off, and I thought, yeah, the Bucks look good, but you know that push is coming, and it did. And then it was just like, who's going to sort of hold it together here in the second half, and and which player is going to step up? And basically, it was just Giannis, and then a collection from the Suns, really. Um, and it was just more and more impressive the way that he was able to keep hitting those free throws because I was there just going like, he's bound to miss four in a row here. He just, you know, it, he just has to, but uh, he never did. And, and they were going through so clean, which, were, which was what made me happy. And by the way, it, it reminded me at this point, a game six was Magic Johnson in 1980 as a 20-year-old. He had a pretty impressive performance when Kareem was out. They won in Philadelphia to win that championship. Magic started at center, went 42, right. 15, and 7. So that was another point. I just I was trying yeah. to get to that. Fair um, but, but You didn't but remember one, Bob Pettit, though. I know that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't remember Big Bobby. But uh, this one, honestly, though, for me, Big as Bobby. impressive, as impressive, uh, if not more so with Giannis, because he had the defense as well. Um, yeah. And just, you know, again, how, how injured he is. Um, he didn't look injured, but, you know, I'm sure that he's not 100% simply because he can't be after that injury, the, the knee injury that we saw him have. So I'm just happy for him. He's, he's a great guy, Giannis. Um, even the, all his press conferences <laughs> here, guy. he never, like he was very humble. He was always in the moment. He was always sort of just, he even said at one point, like work hard, try your best and live with the result. It, 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 like if you don't win, you don't win. It right. wasn't like he, he's not coming out and saying, I just knew we were going to win and you know, all that sort of crap. He's like, Maybe we won't win. I mean, he said that back to the Miami series. Remember, he said, I don't know if we're any different from last season. Right. And now he's a champion. So, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a great role model. Great role model for everybody out there. Yeah. It's sort of tough to find Giannis haters. I'm sure they exist. 
because mm-hmm. there's somebody out there that hates yeah. there's everything. The, there's the there's the the dumb uh, group of people that say he's not skilled. He just dunks on people. <laughs> oh, you talking uh, hoopers versus yeah, basketball oh, players here? <laughs> classic, classic dog. His his story is obviously ridiculously. Uh, it's 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 like it's starting to be sort of told. It's starting to be known, but it's kind of it's people still don't appreciate that he he's he went from, you know, it was a decade ago. He was peddling little trinkets on the streets of Athens with his family. Didn't have enough to eat, and then yeah, he turns into a to an all world player because of his dedication and his uh, his grind. And yeah, he's a selfless guy, and so. Um, one thing about him, I was a little surprised. I'm going to pull up a photo. I was surprised he went with the goggles. I know every NBA player is doing it, but he went with the goggles. And I bring this photo up for a couple of reasons. We're in the Milwaukee Bucks locker room, if you're listening. Monty Williams came over to congratulate Giannis Antetokounmpo nice. in the Milwaukee classy. Bucks. Very, very classy. Uh, you, don't, you don't see that very often, to come over to the, uh, the opposing locker room. Monty Williams is a class act in himself talking about stories he has an incredible story also i bring up this photo because that gentleman on the left there drinking a bottle of rosé yeah. i think he's he's uh <laughs> an older gentleman but just popping just back a in. bottle of rosé <laughs> yeah, like going Marcus for it. The parade, yeah. I, I like the guy in the far back right uh looking like Robin. <laughs> yeah yeah that's an interesting pair of goggles it looks like it has the he's, nose piece as well huh yeah he put it on uh <laughs> In the middle of this video, I mean, it's a great video to watch Monty go over there. Mm-hmm. But the the man almost drops this bottle of rosé. I don't have the video, but the man almost drops a bottle of rosé. This guy who kind of looks like Bobby <laughs> Webster in the top right, kind of looks like uh, our friend Gourmet Spud. Uh, yeah, the goggles go on there. Uh, everybody doing the goggles thing, but I guess not everybody. Well, you, you had know? champagne like, to your eyes, uh, Tess. Never. I've never celebrated oh, anything. Sweet. I'm go. I'm never. I'm not wearing goggle skeets. I'm gonna take the pain. Really? I'm. Yes. All right. Yes. I burn. This. Yeah. This is the best sport in the world because we see faces. I don't want to see goggles. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. I like Get that. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, speaking of celebrations, uh, the shirts a little underwhelming. I would say the shirts and the hats a, a little basic. Yeah. Yeah. People are saying no dunk shirt. Over the Bucks shirt. Yeah, no throw it up again, Bucks. JD. I think it is. Go to nodunks.com. You got yeah. 24 hours to get your uh, finals wedgie shirt. There it is. Like this is. Yeah, that uh, looks good. I mean, that's just that's just brilliant. This is just, and look, this is just a graphic we're showing you. These shirts Super are high graphic. quality, guys. So anyway, you're right. The other the shirt they got, it's not. It didn't it say it's. I know it technically know, two know, time champions, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, God, but it's so dumb. Just put 2021 NBA champion on it. I know. Like, like I, that, the, I got the, all the, upset with the Raptors. I got the Raptors, you know, a towel behind me that TK, my man, grabbed from the actual locker room there you go. when the Raptors won. But it says like, like even worse. It says like X one on it. Like what? <laughs> Times one. Why? Yeah. Like it's like they had this template and they're like, well, we got to put something. There. We got to put a number there. Well, how many have they won? Well, this will be their first one. Well, you got to put one. I mean, uh, that's so weird. Yeah. Right. Dumb. <laughs> I saw I saw that with the, the Milwaukee ones. But like when the Lakers won it last year, did it say what are they up to now? Seventeen time champion? Like no. Did, I mean almost well, almost maybe, did that, it? I don't I'm know, like, maybe. Okay, uh, maybe like that's like a, that's a pretty hell of a good flex. But like one, two. Yeah, but even still, it's like you're celebrating the the, the one, one you just won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. Weird. Uh, put well, it on you get the cool t-shirt. little thing on your neck, right? Yeah. Uh, the tab. So they'll update that. Um, I do have a Dwayne report. 
Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Explain who Dwayne is for any, uh, you know, new viewers here, new listeners. Uh, Dwayne's my father-in-law. Yep. Uh, longtime Bucks fan. Um, and he was just here over the weekend, but they left early this morning. They left Atlanta to drive back to Illinois at like 5.45 in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So this game ended late. I texted him. I texted him 11.36 Atlanta time. Bucks close to the title. I'm still up. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Deer, thumbs up, basketball, fingers crossed, high five. I said, I'm impressed. Me too. How about the free throws, Giannis? I said, looking like you out in the driveway. Ha! That's the Dwayne wow, report. That's pretty good. He stayed he up. drove home from Atlanta yeah. to Illinois and then stayed up for the game. Good for him. Yeah, they said it took him 16 hours on the way down. Usually it's like 12 hours, but I mean, they went for a long time. And I'm telling you, Dwayne was like uh, on a non-finals game night. He was in bed at 8.30 usually. <laughs> so I could not believe he stayed up. Yeah. What's the what's the drain report? Because I know he has to stop every hour to pee. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's why it takes him 16 hours. Yeah, yeah. Take a tinkle. Tinkle on a title. Take a tinkle. <laughs> I have to take a tinkle like my man Yanni. Incredible. All right. Well, we got to take a break here, guys. We got to pay the pills. But when we come back, we'll do some uh, we'll do some questions from everybody here in the stream team. So start thinking of some good cues for us, and then we'll take a couple here before we wrap this bad boy up. But first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, back with no dunks. Did I say pay the pills instead of pay the pills? <laughs> Did I? I? Saw everybody saying that in the stream team. It's possible. I thought we might have, uh, you know, one of the pills we got to sell sometimes, maybe. But we didn't there. We had some mattresses in the lead. Love it. Um, so get your questions in here on the stream team. First one is just for you, Lee. Yeah. Um, does basketball make you horny, baby? <laughs> Did the finals make no. you horny, baby? Uh, no, no. <laughs> That's a shame. I, 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 I had think, to think about that. I think, uh, well, they used to. They used to, I think, back in the day. Okay. Um, you know, because it was so it, it was so hard to be able to watch it uh, so easily. Nice. Yeah. You know, so like when, when Jordan and the Bulls, you know, were... I, I, remember, I remember in 1998... Right. Okay. By the way, I thought you were literally going to say yes or no to this question. But here we go. Let's talk about well, 98. You get hard yeah, watching the 98. Yeah. Tell us about your biggest it's basketball late. boner of 1998. <laughs> well, make your voice as sensual as possible. Did you have a Luke Longley? 
I was working, oh. I was working no? at a... Or a little uh, Dickie Simpkins to you. <laughs> I was working for a, uh, a sea freight company. Yeah. And, uh, and we had contacts in the US and there was a guy in Chicago and I was using the intranet, like the internal internet, like to message him. Just say, just give me score updates. And he was like, he was like, okay. And he was giving me, and he said, Scotty Pippen's hurt his back and oh. stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, what's yeah, happening? Give it and to it was me. like, give it to me. What are you wearing? You know, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the, the journey from there where it was like, you know, the internet was in its infancy then. And, and you know, you weren't, you weren't able to sort of watch games and stream games and that. I couldn't even access it on my computer. So this is the best I had. So that was when I was like, you know, I need it all. I need it all. But now it's just like you can watch it and you can appreciate it. You, you don't need to, you know, it, it's happening live for you no matter where you are in the world. So it's great. So, you know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So you like the NBA uh, finals back when it used that. to be like magazines. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, here, I got a good Go one. This, this is uh, good for Lee. Uh, oh, nice. writes, is Giannis an absolute stone cold lock? For the top 75 players now, they're adding 25 players to the best 50 in the NBA next season, 75th anniversary. We're going to be doing a show on it later yep. in the summer. Giannis was, he was yeah. a lock already. No, well, he well, wasn't the, one the, of no, these no. 12 locks or whatever yeah, you gave him. But I said, I said, the only reason I said, I said he's in, but I'm not putting him in this because he's still so young with so much more that's, to accomplish. That's fair. So, yeah, I mean. But he, you're going to, well, no, hold on. They're going to have him. You agree now, yes. in the 75. Yes. For sure. They probably were going to do yeah, it already, yeah, yeah. but now he's got the title. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and as I said on the show, I remember saying, like, he's just, let's just sort of put him to the side for now. He's in, but I'm just, I'm not adding well, him to the We can't do that, Lee. This is the intranet. <laughs> this is the internet. <laughs> we got to compare them now. Is Yanni's right better now. than Dirk? Right now. Yeah, exactly. Boom. All yeah. time. His career. Yeah. Tell me the answer. I need to know. I mean, that, ASL as well. I mean, that, that's, that's going to be, you know, can Giannis become the greatest European of all time? You know, I don't think he is yet. I, I think Dirk is. But Giannis has got more MVPs. He's already got the one championship. Are we counting so, Akeem Olajuwon? Well, yeah, Akeem Olajuwon. He's not from is. Europe. Are we talking oh, about the best international yeah, player ever? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the that's international. best international yeah. player ever. Sure. Yeah, but uh, Giannis has obviously got the time on his side right now. I mean, he can really, uh, if he gets three trophies and maybe four MVPs, then uh, I think he, I think he certainly overtakes Dirk. Um, and he's got the defense to match uh, Akeem, so he absolutely could Isn't be the best. Is he one of only three players now in NBA history with uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Finals MVP? Yeah, but Akeem and Jordan... Oh, well, Akeem did it in the same year. Right. Jordan didn't do it in the same year, though, did he? But no, that's, that's the uh, list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is pretty so, incredible. And then yeah, I saw he, a lot he, of people asking, okay, would you bet on the Bucks, TK, to, to be the favorites next year to win the title? That's, a, that's an interesting question. Favorites, no. No. I think uh, going into the season, you're probably... I bet the Nets will be the favorite probably. heading into the season, assuming full health and everything. Um and, I mean, obviously, that's one of the questions I saw uh, in the stream team is what's the biggest what-if of the playoffs? Sure. Um, and maybe that's that series, right? It seems like a million years ago that we are going into that series saying, this could be the NBA Finals champion coming out of this series. And then James Harden goes down with his injury right away, you know, 40 seconds into the into the series or whatever it was. Yeah, Kyrie yes, Irving yeah. eventually goes down yeah. as well. Uh, and we never saw that full-strength Nets team. Harden was even compromised when he finally came back. That, to me, is obviously the biggest what-if of the playoffs. What's that series look like? Who knows? I mean, the Bucks, as we saw in every single one of their series, 
maybe they lose the first two games, but they get stronger and stronger and stronger as things went on. And as we had said for the entire season, the place where the Bucks would be able to have an impact against the Nets was going to be inside with Giannis. And I mean, as we saw with Giannis, when he was really putting his mind to it, he was in- unstoppable mm-hmm. uh, inside. So maybe that doesn't matter. So my guess is that next year, Brooklyn will be the favorite, but probably not by much over Milwaukee. Yeah. Tass, would you agree with that? For sure. Yeah. And uh, it's it's hard to think back to that Nets-Bucks series and think, uh, yeah, the, the the Bucks overcame yeah those two big injuries to to the Nets team after going down yeah by fifty they lost by forty nine in game two but a different series if they've got their superstars uh, for the Nets I mean it's just uh, yeah injuries played a big factor obviously on, on as they always do but um, yeah the Nets the Nets will be the the, the money favorite that's where the money's going to be going that's for good sure. for the Bucks though I think Lee oh yeah that's yeah. like yeah. I, I like their chances more to actually repeat. If they're not the favorites and, you know, they're the clear cut like, oh, yeah, they should get there. They've, they've sort of proven that they're a little bit better when they're maybe counted out and they're not the favorites in in some of these series or are trailing or whatever, um, like they did a lot of times uh, throughout these. Playoffs. Yeah, and the good, the good thing for the Bucks is they're bringing back Giannis, uh, Drew, uh, Brooke Lopez and uh, Chris Middleton. They're all under contract. Yeah. So, you know, uh, PJ Tucker's not, but fine, he's 36, you know, that maybe they bring him back on some sort of vet deal. There, but that's the other good thing about Milwaukee. There's no off-season questions. It's like, well, what's this guy going to do now? You know, is, is he's a free agent. Are they going to look to move on from him? They're basically running it back with their core, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that continuity is is huge. You know, that that trust and the belief in themselves because they looked awful against the Brooklyn Nets in that for in that second round series and came out of it. You know, Kevin Durant doesn't step on that three-point line. Maybe they don't even get out of that series, but. Uh, yeah, that I think is very important. Budenholzer obviously will be returning as well. So they go into next season with the same team, more or less, that just won the championship. And I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Running it back or running it buck. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, Ty Winter with oh, the comment nice. here. Buck that's, to yeah, buck championships. Shot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good one. And yeah, Yanni's saying it in the post-game interview. Yeah. Uh, saying, we're doing it next year. It wasn't even asked. It wasn't asked. <laughs> Are you going to repeat? Just brought it up himself. Uh, and he, uh, interesting, you brought up Brooke Lopez. Um, you know, he, he's been there you know, for a long time, uh, a big part of this team. He had that monster dunk tonight. Oh. Uh, I don't know what the record is. I, I said it earlier in the playoffs that the team with the biggest dunk wins. <laughs> Happened tonight. I don't know how often it happens, but, baby, that was a monster jam. That was big time. Uh, do we replay? know if Didn't he, get a replay uh, like, I haven't been on Twitter here because we've been getting ready for the show and of course we've now been streaming for almost an hour but has Brooke Lopez dropped I'm um, going to Disney World or anything like that <laughs> like in the locker room or to any of these that's reporters? a missed opportunity if he hasn't right I'm surprised we haven't heard reports uh you know there were reports that for the Team USA guys are going to have a private jet ready to go as soon as the finals are over no matter when they end why didn't we hear that about Brooke Lopez <laughs> going to Disney World man he should have had this thing set up and ready to go though I suppose he was in the bubble last year. Maybe he's all Disneyed out. If Brooke Lopez is Disneyed out, you got a problem. About that plane, I saw Spears tweeting today that it is leaving Friday morning. So this is good news for Middleton and Holiday specifically. They get to party here a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, don't have to uh, potentially play in a game seven. And then whoever wins that game would be partying throughout the night. And then you got to get on a plane and fly. What does it leave? 14 hours? It's Something like 40, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's yeah, good that's news for the Bucks. Right, for and, and the parade too, yeah. as you said, Trey. 
That would, that would suck if you missed the parade. So are there, yeah. So you're going to turn around and do a parade this quickly? I mean, I don't, I don't have know. many days here. It's already Wednesday. So they got two. one day got to two. make the parade. I don't think they're doing it tomorrow. Just tell all the people from the Deer District to walk down. Yeah, just, just do it tell, right now. Hey, just hang out. They're coming back. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, well, actually, Here's off a good of that, question. Oh, hold on. I got one here from the parade. Jonas said, who's going to be the most entertaining player in the parade if this thing happens? So let's say everybody's there. Uh, Lee, we'll go to you first. Who would you pick for the most entertaining Bucks player? Easy, Bobby. Bobby's going to go crazy. He's okay. he's the fan favorite. Uh, he's going to do something. He's waited for this moment. He's going to be the Marcus Gasol chugging. So he's going to be the know, Marcus Gasol, the J.R. Smith, that exactly. vibe. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. I, I think so. Drew seems a little bit of a quieter guy. So does Chris. You know, maybe I you'll think, get a bit of a... I think Giannis could be a sneaky, super parade partier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Possibly. I know you wouldn't usually pick the star, like no, I mean, because he's going to get usually someone yeah. else. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he, he'd be a, he'd be a wild card to me. Uh, but Tasso, <laughs> who would you take? Um, you know what's sneaky? Let me let me get this off my chest. He said Giannis could be a sneaky parade cha- or parade uh, celebrator. What's sneaky is that people on the internet websites will actually. Pretend like they know when the parade is. The headline is Milwaukee Bucks NBA Championship Parade Route Start Time and More on multiple sites, but they don't know what it is. I've clicked and checked on multiple oh, sites, just got it but they're ready. just going to fill yeah. it in later. Yeah. What a joke. Yeah. Okay. What a joke. Get your clicks. Get off the internet. Who do you got um, the most when it happens on one of those websites, when they update the information well, and it actually happens? Yeah. Did We said Thanasis. I mean, he's, if he's allowed on yeah, there. That's a good one. Great He's a firecracker man. on that Ooh, team. Yeah, I forgot about him. He's not there right now. I, yeah, you'd hope he gets to partake. Yeah, in the I hope so. Yeah, and we and we talked about uh, USA team, and, and we'll definitely be doing shows on the Olympics. You know, after they get through the pre- preliminary round, and good news that Zach Levine is getting on a flight to Tokyo on Thursday. Just being reported by everybody. So we'll have a stacked team mm. again. Now with Book Middleton and Drew feels feels right. Uh, Trey, you had one. In the chamber. Uh, real quick, my my most my party guy is gonna be Pat Connaughton. Okay. White guys love to party in <laughs> Wisconsin. Uh, let point. me tell you, Pat Connaughton's going crazy okay. during the parade. Uh, my question for you, Skeets, yeah. from Patrick Schmidt, amongst many others, who is the Hubie Brown MVP mm. of this finals? Huh. Wow. I mean. Uh, I think I think if he couldn't pick Giannis and he didn't want to, I think he would he would go Middleton. I do. He I would do. go Middleton yeah. for the clutch baskets. Yeah, I do. Clutch baskets? Middleton actually was pretty... You know, I mean, Drew had the iconic plays defensively and was incredible on that end. Middleton was no slouch, actually, though. Uh, matched up a lot of times on Booker, doing a good job. So, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Lee, Drew or Middleton, would Hubie give his uh, Van Vliet-like finals MVP pick to? Well, I'd go with Drew because he was a bit more like Fred in that yeah. uh, Fred played the good D on Steph. That's um, true. And, and, and but hit then some again, big shots I mean, and, Fred wasn't shooting four of 19s and four of 20s. No, you know, he, he wasn't. But Drew, Drew, hit, Drew hit a couple of... I mean, Middleton certainly, you know... I, <laughs> It's tough with you because you know he just loves these guys. Anytime you've got a guy out there, who's <laughs> <Yeah. giving> you- <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, what else, what yeah. else we got? Keep your questions coming, guys. We'll do a couple. Oh, more another answer. one that's uh, showed up quite a few times. We've got the douchebag sweep. Oh, one to four. Yeah. What is down 0-2 winning four straight? 
could it be as simple as the freak sweep? I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's happened before, Giannis, but certainly it's the most notable right now. It ended with a 50-pointer. Sounds good. It does sound good, and, and like I like that he was involved in it on the other end, too. Yes. To the sure. Raps back in the day yeah. when they win. So uh, I'm a fan of it. It's catchy. Uh, what do you think, Tass? Freak sweep? You got anything better than that? I mean, do you just go super, super douchebag with it? <laughs> Max? Douchebag Max? I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I like the idea that um, that's how Yanis plays. I mean, the teams, his teams have got better as the series go on. So it's kind of like, you know, he's kind of one-upping LeBron. Maybe he's going to take the, the, the torch, you know, from, from LeBron and the NBA, give it to him. I don't know. It kind of fits. I mean, people are saying the Greek sweep, um, which rhymes with freak, but, you know. Freaky, greaky, good is free. The freak sweep is, got it rolls pretty good. I, you know that's 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 a good one. Lee, yeah. we had a question about Chris Paul, mm. and like, you know, what's the year? Is sixteenth year? I don't know how many he's got left in him, but yeah. like the idea of like his best chance to to get that elusive championship is it staying with Phoenix with obviously a very good team? Uh, is it is there somewhere else that you know with of course the doing of uh, or you know. I mean, coming yeah. to an agreement with Phoenix, whatever happens there. But what do you think Chris Paul is going to do, I guess, here maybe in this offseason? Yeah, that's a really tough question because he played so well at times. We were talking about him maybe opting out and getting a three-year, $100 million deal from the Suns to stay. And I think the Suns probably do want to keep him. I, I think uh, he's still shown that he's got enough left in his tank. But... Uh, this, you know, we, we talked about the Bucks being the favourite, um, you know, or you know, certainly second behind the Nets in the Eastern Conference. Where do the Suns start next season as, as sort of Western Conference favourite? Mm. I mean, I would say, I would say the Lakers just, you know, probably automatically start as the favourite, and then you got, you know, the Jazz and the Nuggets. You expect to be better if Jamal Murray's back. Um, you know, so does Chris Paul decide because he's been paid a, a ton throughout his career? Does he actually say, you know what? Maybe I just—it's time to just join up with LeBron. That's maybe my best shot. I—I I, I don't know because uh, Phoenix were good this year. They were fantastic at both ends. They're young. Everyone's under contract there. They've still got, um, you know, some some growing to do. Bridges was, you know, it was great for them as well. So they've got a really nice team there. But are they? Did they sort of punch above their weight a little bit this season? You know, uh, I think so. So right. I, I'm not sure. He—he he, he definitely can get a big contract if he. If he really wants one, I think. But does that maybe put him in a position where he's less likely to win a championship? I think his best chance would probably be to join with LeBron, I think. But does he want to do that? Does he want to finally end up at the Lakers 10 years after David Stern said, <laughs> you're not, you're not right. going? You know? Right. Uh, you know, Trey, what do, you, what do you think of the Chris Paul situation here? What, do, what does he do for next season? What should he do? I mean, when the news was breaking that he was opting out, I thought it was because it was kind of going to be his last chance to get a big contract from the Suns, you know, because they're a team, obviously, that has an upward trajectory. They've got a young core there outside of Chris Paul with, uh, you know, the ability to have veteran guys like Jay Crowder alongside him. Obviously, they, you know, like most teams do in the NBA Finals, eventually they only got down to six or seven guys who could really play the entire time. But that's kind of how it is yeah. uh, once you really get down to it. it nut cutting time, as they like to call it. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, yeah. 
it felt like the Suns ran out of gas a little bit, and they definitely showed their youth and inexperience in the finals, I thought, over the course of these final four games. It just seemed like Booker and Aiton got a little overwhelmed at, at certain points during these games. Um, but I think that, you know, with the, the bond that Chris Paul has with Monty Williams, the way that he worked alongside Devin Booker, the way he helped grow DeAndre Ayton's game, it seemed to me like he was kind of putting down roots in Phoenix to be a part of what they've got going on for a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, maybe they don't enter the season as the favorites, but you know they're going to be well-organized on both sides of the ball. They're going to be able to compete on both sides of the ball. And there's still a chance that a guy like Bridges can pop and be a super consistent contributor. We can see a season of 20 and 10s or 18 and 9s from DeAndre Ayton. There's still ways that the Suns can get better Mm -hmm. just from bringing back the same guys they got. Yeah, and, I mean, Booker... I don't know if you saw it there, Tass, right at the end. I loved it. Look, I'm reading into it. I love Devin Booker. He didn't have a great game. He had some stinkers even throughout the finals and then had the 40-point games. I think he's a special player. I think we all agree with that. But he uh, he just did, like, the classic, like, they lose the game, and he just, like, he, t- he took it in for a second. The classic, like, uh, you know, the look of, like, I'll be, mm-hmm. it just, it reads, and maybe it's just me, like, again, projecting to him, but, like, the confidence of, like, I'll be back here and... We have to, you know, you got to take your lumps. You very rarely just go from nothing to the title, Lily. So, you mm-hmm. know, uh, he hopes, and I think he will be actually back at some point in his career uh, on the big stage. So, anyway, I love that little part. And then he turned around and walked back to the back there where mm-hmm. he's like, God mm-hmm. damn it, I got to get on a plane in 48. I got to pack. I got to pack for uh, Tokyo. And then I got to ride <laughs> this plane with these guys. Yeah. They're going to have their goggles on, still stink of champagne. Jeez, that's going to be fun. Uh, no, oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> be a long flight, eh, Lily? Oh, the last thing you'd want to do, though, isn't it? After this, is just all right. Now I've got to go and just. I just want to break yeah, but you. you know what? Not a very out. testy NBA Finals, if you think about it. Not really. There wasn't. Yeah. You know, there wasn't like a lot of like. There wasn't many texts. There wasn't many flagrant fouls. There wasn't like any incidences where you got to like hold guys back or anything, right? Am I crazy? I'm not. I don't think I'm forgetting many. Just like felt I think like there they was had maybe respect a... for each other. Yeah, there was maybe a dust-up uh, between Crowder and Tucker in yeah. Game 5. But like like you're saying, it was not dissimilar to like Chris Paul, Scott Foster, Bobby Portis, where it's just like a couple of tees and, okay, we're going to go play. Both these teams, like you're saying, Skeets, they had the respect for each other. They also don't have a history in the playoffs against each other. And they both understood the stakes at hand, right? They're like, we have a golden opportunity here. We can't get kicked out when right. we're only playing seven yeah. guys in the first place. Yeah, that's a, that, that is a great point because that's what they were doing in most of these games. It was like, we might have eight guys and you're, we're probably going to be playing only seven of you. Whoever doesn't have it, you're not playing. You're going to get a minute or two and then and get out of here. But, you know, you had these little, of course, Bobby Portis, Pat Connington, campaign having his moments. You know, Cam Johnson did not have it tonight uh, for the Suns. Unfortunately, he played like 15 or 16 minutes, didn't hit anything, but... Yeah, fun, fun series. Like, I don't know what the ratings will show to us, but these games were all pretty damn close. Like, uh, you know, they weren't one possession games, but they were tight when we got into, like, the final six, five minutes of the fourth quarter. And never, like, even when there was the 15-point lead, it always felt like the team could come back. And most of the times they did. I thought that was a super entertaining NBA Finals. Yeah, when it came down to it, I heard it was nut-cutting time. Yeah, and, uh, baby. And, Cut uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, real close down the stretch uh, for all these games. I, I think the NBA has done a good job of just scrubbing away any sort of scrums. Like, they, they just, everybody knows that you get hit with a tech if 
you get into any little, any little kerfuffle, just any little scrap. That's a tech, right? Like anybody's. You know, Bobby Porter's got a tech for doing the Deion Sanders. And, yeah, you don't want to get tossed, but uh, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it just seems like they've kind of washed that away. Like, think about any team in the finals. I mean, who's, who, Draymond Green might be the only guy who's really, I don't know, raising his voice and, and able to get tossed. Like, it just, I don't know. It seems like they've gotten rid of that. But uh, it was obviously a great finals. Um, yeah, there was, there was definitely some, hey, uh, some mid-market hate coming into the finals. Where's the, where's the big markets? But uh, both those, both squads. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a blast watching them. And uh, I I guess there is some, yeah, some reluctance to sort of anoint them as the best teams in each conference, I guess, because of the superstars and LeBron on one side and, and Kevin Durant on the other. Um, But they're right there to, to get back. And uh, if Chris Paul joins the Lakers, man, I don't know. Oh no! That would oh, that would no. hurt. That would just that would hurt. like and logically, it's it, sure it makes sense. LeBron sitting courtside. They're obviously good buds. He would be an incredible point guard. Dennis Schroeder is probably going to move on. I guess I'm not sure, but uh, it would be crazy. Chris Paul plays with Dennis Schroeder and then goes and replaces him uh, with the Lakers, and they win a ship. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it doesn't seem right, but. Uh, they are, they, they are the two, two teams that are like, yeah, I guess, I guess they're second tier teams in, in each of their conference, but they could obviously win it next year. Um, Samba here bringing up another big closeout game. Mm. Mm. Now it's not a huge game in terms of points, but Tim Duncan had the 21, 20, 10 and eight and, uh, maybe 10 blocks <laughs> in a game six closeout against the Nets that ended 88 77. Might have to do some That's fact good. checking on the actual numbers here, but I do remember a, a massive, massive Duncan closeout game. So yep. good call there when we were making our list there with Giannis and Bob Pettit and Michael Jordan <laughs> and who else? Magic Johnson. Ma- yeah. <laughs> Classic Magic tweet. Other player. Magic actually, he's got a tweet like, that's one of the best game six performances joining myself and someone else. <laughs> Michael he, Jordan he does that. Bob Pettit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Go check Magic yeah. Johnson's Twitter account yeah. very quickly. I'm telling you right now, he's yeah. not going to get tweeted tonight, but, uh, but go check it. Somebody was asking, what is the schedule here as we start to wrap this up at being very late here now on a Wednesday morning? Uh, I guess early for Lily. Have you had a coffee yet, Lee? I just got to know. Nah. No, too early for that for you. Nah, yeah, too early. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm just curious yeah. if you had your little espresso there that takes you 10 hours to make. Um, <laughs> somebody asking what the schedule is like now. The finals are over. We got a lot of shows coming at you still. Next week is the NBA draft, so there'll be some shows around that. We did just record our film session for Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Um, Lee had some fascinating thoughts about this movie, so I can't wait for that to drop. That'll drop early <laughs> next week. And a bunch of other stuff, too. We'll be back later this week uh, as we, uh, at least for a show on, you know, let's, uh, let's say at the end of the week on Friday, at the very least, we'll have a show wrapping up the news. And yeah, the Olympics are starting, so like you said, Tass, we might start talking about some of those games. And I think we should just do a straight-up Olympic show where we just start talking about sports we know nothing about. And just here's a sport we watched today. Yeah, just like try and figure it out, talk about it. Like Lee, what's your favorite <laughs> weird random summer Olympic sport that you'll be watching, Lee? Well, I went to the shooting when I was in uh, in Athens. The, the you know the clay pigeon shooting and stuff because that's uh, that's incredible. You hear the little boom, boom, and boom. Gee, skeet shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so that was pretty good. The trampolining was awesome. Okay. Um, what else? What else? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think things like just the pole vault and stuff, you know, you're still looking at it and you're going, God, I mean, when are, you, when are you just hanging out with your friends and you're like, you want to give pole vaulting a shot? And then you do it, and then you do it. You become awesome at it to become an Olympian. And you see them, like, they get upside down yeah. before they, you know, fling themselves over the top there. So, Eric, yeah, cool. Lee, I, uh, I was looking at my Olympics photos today. There's a pole vault yeah. from 2004. I went and yeah. watched it. That was yeah. great to watch pole vaulting. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Cool. I mean, they get up. So, you know, was that the Saturday, the middle Saturday there? Oh, Tassie, my God. Lee, I'm not sure if I remember the day. That was, that's the middle Saturday. Why? No, because I was there. I was, I was there in the middle Saturday because oh. they were doing a lot of heats for the 100 meters and stuff. Like oh, that. that's what I, well, I was definitely. I was definitely at some heats. Yeah. Uh, wow, you guys were in the same, yeah. same arena watching the same men and women maybe pole vault. Yeah, wow. it's possible. Possibly. Yeah, it was definitely. I definitely saw some track heats. Yeah. Um, okay. Because getting the, the the tickets to the Sunday night, I think it was. Was it the Sunday or no? It was, it, <laughs> anyway, the hundred meter men's final was like just impossible wait, 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 to get. Wait, wait. Was it a Saturday? But, uh, Come on. And the swimming as well. The only tickets I could get to for the swimming were the fifteen hundred heats. And I'm like, oh, cool story. My God, thank you. We don't. Yeah. This is not turning into a happy hour here. Okay, <laughs> we might have one of those still in store, but not right now. It's uh, let's go four it's hours. It's too on, too late. Uh, okay, we actually do have to take one more break. We got pay the pills slash pay the bills, <laughs> and then we'll get to tweet of the night, and it's a good one. So don't go anywhere. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. All right, back with No Dunks. One of my favorite things is reading the uh, comments on the stream team during the ad breaks. Ty Winter said, Chris Paul letting Rue down. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, people are very excited about some Olympic content. Uh, mm. Yes, uh, Lee, you were talking about the uh, one race you got into because uh, tickets were tough to come by. Uh, Spiro mm-hmm. said, that's rough. I swam the 1500 in competitive swimming when I was young, and I got bored swimming it. I couldn't oh. imagine watching it. Yeah, no, it was awful, and I was hungover, and it was so hot, oh. and it was just like no one knew, no one knew what lap they were up to, like because they, they have to, they have to. I think they have to have a guy who holds up numbers to so the swimmers remember where they're yeah. at. But ah, uh, uh, yeah, God, what a waste! You're like, um, at the Olympics, I got to get tickets to the swimming. You know, you can't get the big ones up fifteen hundred. Yeah, great, I'm going to be up for it. Halfway through, you're just like, oh God. <laughs> What a waste of time this event is, you know. You just qualify and just have the final. Don't know. You don't worry about heats. <laughs> how long is a single heat? Like, how long is one fifteen hundred? I think, if I remember correctly, it's like half an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. a long race. It's a oh, long race. Are you serious? You, you know, okay, I saw a lot of laps. I'm pretty sure it is about that long. Yeah, because I remember just thinking, like, this has just been going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> They're still going. Yeah. Uh, Just like yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You, you must have been hungover. You must, your head must have been as big as one of the Athens mascots. Oh, my gosh. One of these guys. This guy was going yeah. through some old uh, albums today. I like that. that. The mascots in Athens were ridiculous. <laughs> There's two what of them. What is that? There's... It's just uh, like a no stone one knows. edge almost. Yeah. All right. Call it a okay. Uh, uh, people are saying it's only fifteen minutes in this. Yeah, team, I thought. So, you know, well, maybe the, okay. the people that are bad they felt like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's a fascinating question. It's that long. It takes fifteen minutes for the best people to finish. Yeah. But let's say you know sometimes, uh, especially with the swimming events, they have uh, they have people from all over the world, and that you know it does you know they got people that are like way behind the elite swimmers. Do they let them finish, Lee? You think, or they're like just get out of the water? Yeah, I, I think they just like everyone just says, uh, "Who cares?" And no one's going to record this. So just we're going home. Just get out. Just get out. <laughs> no one will record this. You've been training crazy? all your yeah, life. You've been training your entire life. I know you got three laps left, but you're like ten minutes behind. They're already in the back. Just get out of the water. Let's time Grish because he's been swimming a ton lately, hasn't he? So uh, let's see how long it takes him to let's swim fifteen hundred meters. Okay. Yeah. Are you a good swimmer? Someone Lee? else could. Someone else. Oh, I used to be okay, but yeah. you know, I haven't done it for a long time. But someone else can record it and just tell us how long it took Grish because no one needs to sit there and watch it. <laughs> good point. Um, let's get to. Oh wait, we got two of them. Oh, I do remember those tasks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't remember their names at all. Athena or something. <laughs> what are they? I don't know if they had names. Oh, they definitely I got names. That, oh, it's a, oh, no, that just says Athens. Okay. Just, uh, I think they were assigned names and they said, no, nah, no, nah, we don't deserve a name. Don't give us No, one. they got names. I got like, a, I can't remember what I showed you before. I got like these crazy detailed Olympic books. Like the oh, most yeah. detailed, like they're, they're huge of every Olympic Games. And it's really neat if like you're a geek for this stuff. Like all the tickets... And all just the graphics that they do, because it's like such a big deal, right? And the mascots are, of course, involved. They got names. Don't you worry, they got all names. All right, all right. Can't wait Phibos to find out. Phoebos and Athena. You called it, Skeets. Phoebos, I would have never got Phoebos, that other one. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Sorry. How do you say giant dildo in Greek? <laughs> Amelia! Come on. There's kids in those Amelia! Phones. Amelia! They're not giant dildos. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. 
sorry, I'm laughing at Penguin Pizza saying that those mascots were not Manos and Titos. Uh, that's very funny, too. Great, great callback. Uh, yeah, Tweet of the Night. It came in early in this game, and it was a good one, and it turned out to be true. Nick DePaula there from ESPN. Well, that's quite the slogan, and we see this man rocking the hoodie. A tinkle and a title. <laughs> wow. Called a shot. Bucks win in game six. Great sweater there, Tass. Again, uh, obviously referencing the Giannis Tinkle um, <laughs> from earlier in the series. But uh, I like how uh, this guy looks like a wrestler, man. This guy's got it all. I like this guy's cool. So there it is. Dope hoodie. Tinkle and a title. Would you, would you cop one of those, Trey? Put it on a P-shirt. <laughs> a tinkle and a tito. Yeah, I no, love it. You, uh, you retweeted it with uh, Stream City. Stream City. Right I mean, there's no doubt in my mind now that Giannis is going to go down in history as the most urine-adjacent NBA superstar that we've ever had. This guy's going to be man- known for <laughs> going, <laughs> right? Well, so Paul Pierce is the, the most... Uh, yeah, I mean, he is. He's, he's the poo the man. Poo man yeah. he's, the, he's the poo man, and Giannis is the piss man. If you go out, if somebody asks you why you're leaving NBA Finals, and you say very politely... I had to have a tinkle. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take a tinkle. Uh, people are not going to forget that. Um, and I'll tell you what. I like seeing that tweet a lot more than the one I liked uh, from Jason Concepcio on yeah. retweeting a picture of the one porter potty in oh, the Deer yeah. District. And his tweet <laughs> was, gonna need a Joey Chestnut-like performance from the porter potty tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> May, my, one of my favorite Whoa. tweets, one of my least favorite tweets I've ever read with my eyes. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh. <laughs> Joey Chestnut-like performance. But seriously, just are they trying disgusting. to say there was only one porta potty uh, uh, at this time? Uh, well, I mean, it usually skates me that way. Okay. That's amazing. I don't know. I'm pulling up a Chrome tab here. I got, we got to really see this. Funny. We got to see this. Yeah, Prayers up for that one porta potty. Look at this. Oh, man. That is great. Wow. <laughs> we need a Joey Chestnut-like performance from it tonight. And I saw that, and I feel like I saw a tinkle in a title at pretty much the exact same time. And just a lot of bathroom content. You know, a lot of bathroom content, right, is the finals well, were tipping yeah, off. I love and it. And Penguin Pizza, wisely pointing out, um, from George Hill taking shits before <laughs> games to Giannis taking a tinkle during the game. Full circle. Full circle, like around the bottom of a toilet. There it is. Full spiral. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's call it there, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much to the stream team for joining us live here tonight, this morning here on early Wednesday morning, post-game six. Congratulations to all the Milwaukee Bucks fans out there, to Giannis, to Chris, to Drew, to Bud. I think Bud will have a Bud. Deal or something for that? That'd be a that'd be a fun shot, a fun commercial there. <laughs> Budenholes are in a commercial. That'd be awesome. Ooh, oh ooh, ooh, Miller. Miller is the big beer in Milwaukee. Oh, but how about this? Bud drinking a Miller in your face, <laughs> oh, Budweiser. This what Bud wants done? a Miller. What have we done? Uh, that'd be fantastic. Hopefully we see that. Yeah, but congrats to all the Bucks fans out there. Thanks for joining us. Uh quick reminder. We got a new No Dunks t-shirt available for, well, now less than 24 hours. Basically at 23 hours. You got a little bit of time to go get this limited edition 
No Dunks Finals Wedgies shirt. So go grab that over at nodunks.com. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. Go get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. And send in your questions for the next Beach Steppin' podcast. Maybe we'll do that later in the week. Who knows? Send them in, no dunks, at theathletic.com. Email them in. Best way to do it. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Lee, thanks for getting up so early and this incredible mood lighting that you have. It's been really nice. You actually didn't whisper as much as I thought you were going to. So mm, yeah. that's nice. Wow. Everyone's awake now, so it doesn't really matter. Hi, Roxy. So, you know. Hi, Seb. <laughs> Hi, Oscar. Uh, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us since we're uh, celebrating the Bucks championship. Congrats to them. Congrats to the Suns. Great, great, great series. Let's celebrate uh, a couple 30th birthdays coming up for No Dunks fans. Long time No Dunks fan, Rob, Rob Dobb on Twitter, celebrating his 30th Aww. coming up. Him and Justine just had uh, baby Reese, so uh, happy birthday. Congrats. And also to Peter, 30th birthday coming up. He's got a baby on his front side <laughs> as well. Uh, Peter and Noema, or no, Noema, I'm not sure how your name is pronounced, welcomed uh, baby Simon recently. Uh, so happy birthday, Peter. Happy birthday, Rob. Congrats to you guys. Uh, standing very close to the television there while he's watching No Dunks, I will say. Yeah, uh, he's watching No Dunks. No Dunks. <laughs> Back yeah. up a little bit, but thank you so much. Guys, we will see you soon. Embrace the early morning, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.